another episode of the Tie My Skates Podcast. We are Johnny-less today, so it's just me, DJ, Z, Coots, and Alex. We start with some Flyers talk. Your Philadelphia Flyers are in first place as of recording. Three, one, and one. What are we thinking about this hot start for the Flyboys? It's not going to last forever. <laughs> yeah, what it's did a, we start it's a, last it's a great, year? It's a great three now, three now start last year, I think. So pretty similar, right? Yeah. I remember. We I was beat. saying it. I was saying it before. We started out like three and zero or four and one last year, but like they did not deserve those wins. Like it was, they were a ticking time bomb. They've actually looked pretty good. Like the only game they weren't good was yeah. was the uh, one game they lost for Ottawa. Ottawa. When Ottawa, that, Ottawa that was, was buzzing. They were buzzing. They were buzzing that night. Was that their home opener? Uh, it. I believe so. And, yeah. and Paul Drew got the the silver stick for a thousand yeah. games played. Yeah, the boys were buzzing fitting. for him. They probably had. Um, they're probably going out after the game. They probably were going to have a good night. They knew they had to win that one. <laughs> oh, definitely. One thing that was weird about that game is that they didn't. They didn't really televise the Drew thing until after the fact. Like you'd think as Flyers fans, we'd want to like watch the ceremony. Like they could have put it on during pregame live, but they just didn't, which I found a little bit confusing, but it's a disrespectful uh, move. I think Delorier has to drop one of them next game. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but Coots, you made you made a good point. Last year when we had a, a good start to the season, it feels a little bit different compared to this year. Whereas this year, like we we've honestly looked like a much improved team were actually like deserving of these wins and Dude, the point against Dallas. So they're, they're buzzing. Like they everyone on the ice is dangerous. Like one through four, even the fourth line gets chances and they're all like pretty fast and they're making plays. They're, they're doing things with authority. I, I just, I mean, I, I can't really complain right now because we had no expectations anyway. Yeah, and especially like last episode, we talked about uh, the return of Coots and Atkinson oh. and what to really expect. And they've honestly already exceeded expectations for me, Coots especially, Atkinson mm-hmm. as well. But like to me, I focus in on Coots just because he's an integral part of this team and this organization for the next, I don't know, five to eight years. So to have mm-hmm. him come back, to have him score that, uh, what was it, a penalty shot goal, which was the game winner, um, I mean... It, it's just kind of electric and I love, I just love seeing Coots play this well, especially because of all the people that have just been like, Oh, two back surgeries. This guy's toast. <laughs> we signed him to a huge contract and he's just going to be like an oaf on our team for the next yeah, decade. What the hell? Like, like, it's not true. <laughs> I know. Like I, I, I hate how people are just like chirping him without even like giving him a chance to come back and prove himself. When I said it before too, like, He's out there, even if he's not putting putting up points, he's he's doing all the little things. He's just being a leader out there. Like he shut down the way he shut down McDavid the other night. Zero shots on goal. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I, I think, mean, um, Coots, I think one of the things that I think Torts quoted, I'm gonna paraphrase a little bit, but he was basically saying people were talking about how they like overplayed Coots and he was out there for a long like a lot of ice time. And Torts was like, I if if I didn't put him out on the ice against McDavid, like Coots was turning around and looking at me like, yo, McDavid's out there. I need to get back out there. Like you, you, you can't stop. 
you can't stop a guy that loves the game from getting on the ice like that. And and to have a guy like Torch just respect the shit out of a player like that and put him out there every time and trust him. I mean, you don't hear Torch really talking up some guy like that too much. Like you that's, don't that's hear Torch talking up a guy rarely ever. If he's talking someone, <laughs> if he's talking about someone, he's talking them down. Yeah, and yeah, yeah it's exactly. mostly for negative reinforcement. That's the way he rolls. But mm-hmm. yeah, you can tell how much he respects Coots, and it's hard not to. He's just so a veteran, good. and it, it it's crazy to me how people just forgot. Like they just <laughs> forgot about him. They just forgot Coots was good, and now they're like, "Holy shit, Coots is so good!" Like, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we knew that he just hasn't played for two years. That's yeah. that's all. <laughs> yeah. And then most of the, the the complaints started because of his contract, because of the mm-hmm. injury and his contract. When he first signed that contract, everyone was like, wow, what a – some people were like, great number. A lot of people were like, way too long, right? I think we were very happy about it. Uh, yeah. Did, when did that kick in? Treated. That kicked in last year or this year? I think last year. That kicked in last year. Kicked in last okay. year. Okay. Um, but it's a, it's the contract is the reason why people were flipping out and calling them washed up or whatever. But mm-hmm. he's still a top defensive center in the league. Yeah, I mean, if anything, he might be on, he might be underpaid for being real honest with each other. Comparatively, seven point seven five million, I believe, is his deal. Um, if he yeah. keeps this up, he'll be he'll be closer to like thirty seven, thirty six by the yeah, time the, the contract's up. It's the so, term, yeah, yeah, but. Love him. He can be on my team any day. One hundred percent. It's a man deserving of a letter. Ooh, yeah, a I, big C. Good point. A big yeah. C. Give him a C. Oh. Yeah, it's wild that he started the year without a letter. They only, they only, only lots has an A. And then yeah. you got the the Rangers with like nine guys with letters on their team or some shit. Half of them don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, it's wild how many people have letters on that team. <laughs> At least they have a captain now. They went like six years or whatever without a cap since McDonough left. They didn't have a captain. They just had yeah, and, like and they made the wrong seven decision guys with A's, in yeah. my opinion. Truba. Yeah. Who do you think should have? We got don't. It? I think Kreider should have gotten it. Um, Ooh, that's I good, don't. That's good I, I don't want to dive into the Rangers right now, but yeah. Okay. That's okay how sorry, I, I was just curious. <laughs> Continue. Fuck the Rangers. Um, but th- all right, so three one and one, obviously an awesome start. We are atop the metro, looking down at all the fucks below us. We're better than all of them. <laughs> a couple things that we do got to talk about: some big, some big news related items. We'll start with uh, a a tough a tougher subject, I guess. In Morgan Frost, your guy, he, my guy, Morgan Frost. <laughs> not it's not looking like the greatest pick to start the year, but. Like when Jack Smith came on from high and wide, he's going to be real bad to start the year. And then he's going to put up like 50 <laughs> points in 30 games to end the season. So I'm not worried. Not worried yeah, at all. That could, that could be true. Yeah. Your guy yeah. is not the guy right now. No, he is not. But uh, l- l- let's talk about my guy for a second here. He, he played the first two games. Wasn't really too noticeable. And then since then he has been scratched. It's looking like he will be scratched again against Vegas just because of how well the team has played. Um, instead of Frost, you got Forrester and Brink taken, you know, probably what one of those would be his spots. Um, I mean, are you guys for this benching? Do you guys, are you guys like, yeah, are you guys for this benching? Like, do you guys understand it? I think I understand it completely. And I think a lot of people online uh, 
are really blown out of proportion and making it more than it really is. I think the reasoning makes sense. Like you want to see Forster and Brink both in the lineup and it's just like a numbers game, right? Like some guy has to sit out and it, you know, there were two guys in my eyes who were not performing well in those first two games and they were Frost and Tippett. So one of them has to come out. Who do you take out? Torts, uh, Tippett's always been on Torts' good side and Frost has always been in his doghouse. So mm-hmm. it just makes sense. He's going to take, he's going to take Frost out. To me, Brink has earned his way into the lineup. Forster, I'm so still good. on the fence about, but he hasn't looked detrimental or bad in any way. He's just, he's a scorer and he hasn't been scoring on his shot. So like they got to give him time for that to come. If any, if, if, when when Frost makes his way back into the lineup, I see Forster as the guy coming out. Um, I'm with you there, but um, it's you know we're four ga- five games into the season, we can't start flipping out because our twenty whatever twenty seven twenty six overall pick from twenty seventeen isn't in it isn't playing third line center or whatever second line <laughs> center like but come exactly. on exactly I mean we're three one and one like we're, you can't complain you and he can't. was objectively bad his first two games and so was so was Tippett. now Tippett's looked a little bit better now because he's been playing with coots that's not a you know coincidence but no. yeah <laughs> Tippett's warmed up a little bit no goals yet though no goals no, 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 lots and lots of shots he's flying crazy out there and speaking of flying around brink has just looked phenomenal oh my god which Very we'll, we'll like talk about but i'd like to get coots's opinion on the benching before we move on to Brent. um, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. He he's the odd man out. I mean, he kind of just gets lost out there. I mean, every once in a while he'll make like a flashy play, but I don't know, man. I don't know what it is, but it's still early. Get him, get a few reps in in practice. Get some confidence back in him. I can see him back in the lineup too. I can see them putting Far Forrester down, down, down uh, to Lehigh. Yeah, down to Lehigh after like 10 games or something like that. Yeah, especially because, I mean, yeah, I, I could – if, if, they, need, if they need the roster space, mm-hmm. I see it being Forster and and, and Andre being two guys. Yeah. Down. But yeah, they still, they're still carrying three goalies, right? Yeah. So Sandstrom mm-hmm. has to go down eventually because they need a goalie in Lehigh. I don't even know who's – oh, Peterson's playing a goal, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I, they don't have to worry about someone picking up Sandstrom. I promise you, no one's picking him up. So, but you yeah, I don't, him. I don't mind putting Forster in the lineup and seeing what. I mean, he's. It's not like I, I, I don't have his minutes in front of me, but I don't think he was playing reduced minutes. Like they're giving him every opportunity out there, right? Yeah, he. I mean, he's mm-hmm. playing. Uh, he's playing with Law and TK. Yeah. So but that's the beauty of Law, <laughs> and you can slot him into center. And now, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not really missing Frost. And and I said this to DG the other day after the first game he was scratched in, and I was being completely honest. He thought I was fucking with him. I did not notice that Morgan Frost was not in the lineup. I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind. I watched the entire game and I wasn't like, where's Frost? I missed the sorry, I did not watch the entire game. I started in the second period because that was the game that was moved to six because the Phillies were playing. Uh they moved it up early. I thought it was starting at seven. So I started the second period. So I did not hear them say, like, big news, Morgan Frost not in the lineup. And I did not notice that he wasn't there. That's 
that's how bad he was playing the first two games. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about him too, is when he's when he's playing bad, it's it's bad. Like I didn't notice so, him even when he was playing. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> uh in your guys' opinion, like what if you could point pinpoint like one thing that he needs to still work on or improve on, what would it be? I think his IQ. Hockey IQ. Okay. I was gonna yeah. say I was gonna say decision making, which I think falls into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same kind of thing. Right. That what makes do you sense. think, DJ? I mean, I would go with the word consistency. I think sure. like you said, sometimes he's got awful and sometimes he's like making outrageous plays. You're like, dude, this guy's carrying like he's carrying the team right now during the game. And it's just not consistent enough. I mean, and I get it as a young hockey player, you are going to struggle with consistency a little bit. And as you grow into the game a little bit, you're going to be more and more consistent. That's how you become a veteran in this league. Um, yeah. I mean, consistency is, is key. And if he can this is, play consistent hockey night in and night out, Torch isn't going to have to make that decision to scratch him. He's going to be deciding to scratch someone else. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a crucial moment in his career because as a player, like if you're if you're getting scratched and you see like your competitors doing better than you, and and you know it's you kind of start to get that negative doubt in your head, and you can kind of see the writing in the wall. So it, this could either make him crumble, or he can it can make him better. So I mean I'm hoping for the best because his potential, you know when he's playing good he's he's firing on all cylinders. He's got the speed. He's got those hands. So hopefully he can. Get that all uh, back together. Do you think uh, they the game one this year? Did you do you think he thought he was like locked into the lineup, at, like could, for the year? That could happen. I would think. I would think so. You know. Yeah, locked in at at middle six C. Yeah, like second line center. That yeah. could have definitely happened. That, that just I'm gonna yeah. shit happen so quick. Before we get into uh, Bobby Brink and some other Flyers topics, I'm going to take a little bit of a crazy approach. So with with Morgan Frost essentially being scratched, do you think there's other teams around the league that are hitting Danny's phone line and asking <clears throat> if he's available? Or yeah, every, he's kinda... I think everybody's up against the cap, and there's so many other Thanks, younger <laughs> players out there who have shown more in their young NHL career than than Frost. Uh and if he is get, I mean, people are probably making calls because that's their job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think anything significant is being offered. I've been hearing a lot of Ottawa back into the mix again. Pinto? Like Pinto, yeah. So I like I would say like Pinto would be more that like would more GMs would be after Pinto than Frost, even though he played what one year and scored twenty goals, but still. I can totally see Frost being a guy that just needs a change of scenery. And no, I can totally see up. him. I could totally see him being very successful on a different team. I don't think that's happening via trade where we get something significant back. No, you're you're exactly right, Z. Because if anybody's making offers, they're going to be low ball offers. Of and you're not. You're selling a guy low for him. You're selling a guy if you're scratched. Da- <laughs> yeah, and if you're Danny and you're getting these low ball offers, like you're you're not you're not listening it's, to any of that. It's the same thing with Kevin Hayes. You're trying to trade a guy who is publicly known that him and the coach do not get along, and he's not going to get a lot of minutes playing for this coach. So you know the team's mm-hmm. trying to get rid of him. Like, and that's that's the negative of having a a coach like Torts. That he's going to be very, it's very open and honest with which guys he does not like on the team and which guys he likes. 
We'll get to that a little bit later. We got a fun torch segment for you guys later on. That was called <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> but Bobby Brink, let's move on to Bobby Brink because he, in Morgan Frost's stead, has essentially solidified himself a roster spot. And if I'm the coach or GM of this this team, the kid's not coming out of the lineup anytime soon. To me, he's he's a bona fide NHLer at this point, and he should be on this team for the remainder of the year. Yeah, if you watch the uh, Flyers' little YouTube shorts they put out or whatever, uh, called what's it called, the standard? They're a little like the camp, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, it's vlog. the standard. Uh, Torch sits down with with Briere and uh, uh, Jones and I think one of the other assistant coaches, and they're going over the lineup, and they all say that just like Brink has forced them to keep him in the lineup. Yeah, with his play. Love to hear that. They said he's like the main things they pointed out, like he's not afraid to make like make creative plays. Um and you know, in in preseason he was successful in doing that. He was scoring and dishing it out and moving the puck well. And he hasn't he's done everything but score in the whatever it is, four games he's played, right? He didn't play in the first two or first one. First one. First one he was out. He's an absolute gamer. Little, he looks little, so uh, good. Little honey badger out there, always, always on the puck, always making plays. Yeah, he, I, I mean, yeah, he looks good in that number ten uniform too. And and one thing to point out is the chemistry with him and Joel Faraby has hit on flying colors to start the year. Those two look inseparable out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That him, little give and go Faraby. play the other night. Was, Ooh, there was, was two hot. of them back to back games. Which one are you talking? Oh about? yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about the one. Um, uh, the actual yeah, the give and go yeah, first yeah, yeah. Oilers, right? Yeah. I was right yeah. there behind the net when that happened. That was, I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> like plays. They're actually making plays and not dumping it in or shooting it from the point for it's a rebound. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And, and and on that play, it's it's quick, but Brink looks off. He's like making eye contact with the goalie when he makes that pass. Like he looks off the oh. goalie so hard on oh. that. <laughs> and and Kirby just has like a wide open net. Uh, their chemistry has been amazing. Something I wasn't expecting looking at the roster, the starting roster at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, put anyone between them, but I do like Kate's between them. He doesn't have to worry about offense. That's Stay defensive. Guy. Get pucks to the net. That's what he did in. Uh, God, it wasn't the uh, Dallas game. Well, it was the Dallas game, right? Rebound mm-hmm. goes to Brink. Instead, it, most players would just shove it right at the net. Brink hits Faraby on the back door for a wide open like tip in like point blank beautiful play yeah talking about hockey she, iq <laughs> he's got it he's got it he he won the hobie baker award right or was he just a finalist i, I know like he was I a finalist I, i'm really bad with college hockey i've told some of my non-flyers friends that he won the hobie baker and i don't know if i was lying to them or not <laughs> so it'd be cool to confirm that <laughs> uh, let's see but yeah i mean i think Bobby Brink has solidified himself he was as an NHLer on this team. He's got, let's no. see here, he's got two assists in four games. He could easily have a couple more points. He was really close to getting a goal against Dallas the other day. I think it was an OT. Yeah. In that on that wraparound try. Uh, I want to shout out. Might have been at the end too. of the third. I don't remember, but he likes trying that wraparound and he has almost gotten there. Yeah, yeah. Like two times, and I think once in preseason. 
He's like me. And he has the speed and the edges to just get around the net so fast. What'd you say? I said he's like me in NHL. He just gets behind the net and hits that Y button. <laughs> you never hit in a Y ever in your life, dude. I did. Don't you remember that? You hit it in Michigan. <laughs> oh, the Michigan. Yeah, that's yeah, a wraparound. Not, that's not. I mean, come on. It's an in-the-air wraparound. No, no, it's not. We're going to talk Hard. about the new NHL game and post-game a little bit. I got some words. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. I got some words for the creators of that game. I want to shout out Cake So, by the way, too. Like, My there guy. were so many plays where he he would take the body and just level a guy, not even always knock him over, but just hit a guy really hard, take the puck, pass it the point quick, get chances. He could have he could have like five or six assists. He makes like some really great plays. I Dude, was really, I really love, like love his boards play. He'll be like he, second so or third guy to the puck and just get it out. I didn't realize how big he was. He's 6'2", 195. He's listed there at that. Put, put, up, bigger. put on a little more weight. He's still young. Looked, I think he was he one of those big. He was in college for what was he 24, 23? He's 24 right now. And now he got he has Coots to look up to, who is basically yeah, what he like his absolute peak of what he can possibly become, which yeah. is awesome to have a guy I, oh man, don't that get plays me going. the same style as you <laughs> on your team that you can learn from. It's it's beautiful. Cates is one of those players that is going to be underrated for a long time in the NHL. And I'm just I'm wondering at what point will other teams around the league start to notice? Oh shit, this dude is one of the best two way shutdown centers in the league. If, if the that's Flyers, what he's going to be, if the Flyers keep it up, they'll know this year. But if if they kind of fizzle yeah. out, I'm saying give them another year or two. Yeah, I kind of think of Philip Denault a little bit. I I kind of feel like that's a good oh, comp for his that, game right? as well. Hmm? You said that name right. You, 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 I give you a hint. You, you don't. You don't pronounce <laughs> the L and the T. The no. The no. The no. Whatever, man. I'm sticking to the shtick, you know. I don't know how to pronounce names. It's so it's so funny. Did so he ever get an answer for Hogan Baker? Yeah, he did not. He win. no. He, he was, was a no, just a finalist. Yeah, Dryden gotcha. McKay won that year. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, Bobby Brink. Uh, an injury that we should talk about. Uh, that is going to change the lineup for the foreseeable future. Mark Stahl significant with an upper body injury <laughs> out four to six weeks. I think a lot of uh I think a lot of Flyers fans are probably happy. Oh, about he's that. the whipping yeah. boy. I'm yeah, he's, he's, the the whipping, boy. he's the whipping boy this he's year. That's for sure. I don't even think he's been like awful. I don't know. I just neither I do I. I don't I think he's been awful. <laughs> he hasn't been good. Yeah, I mean he's not lighting it up, but I mean I mean, I he's know. a he is a third pair of reduced minutes, <laughs> yeah, penalty kill guy, and he's playing second pair minutes, right? So, with yeah. a, with a yeah, younger player, yeah. And I mean, the the big thing with his injury is that you get to see a guy like Andre Enzamua be in the lineup for the foreseeable future, at least until Risto comes back. Um, mm-hmm. And at that point, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm assuming that. Andre is going to be the guy that's sent down. Yeah. It makes more sense to me. Yeah, it does. I mean, Zamul has earned it. He's in line up, had, had, had the first goal. It's a big goal. Nice shot from the point. Um, The first game, his, uh, his stick play to deny uh, offensive uh, zone entries has been really good. good. That length, just his, he's lank. He's a lanky kid. And, and, uh, and then it, you know, his long stick on top of that, like 
it's been a difference at, at the the offensive zone entries of uh, denying yeah. denying offensive zone entries. I mean that and first led, game and it's led to a couple goals, right? The other yeah, way. Yeah, that first game, the two on oh. Just yep. a little zoink. Quick yeah, that check. Led, led to fair being coots on the two of the season. Yeah. Um he's been good and he's earned he's earned a spot like second pair guy all year. He's been a good, good first me. pass kind of guy too. He he's makes a more second plays pair guy there. all year. What's he been playing? Third pair minutes? Or hasn't Let's the third see. pair been Sealer Walker? Yeah, he might probably he, he's yeah. been slotted into the second line when he comes in, yeah. Yeah, um, go and go Zamula Risto or, or go Risto York and Zamula Santa. He Sorry, averages man. the fourth most uh, minutes on D. Um, and to, about Andre, like, I, I don't say he's looked out of place. He's, it, especially in his first game, he was roughed up. I think it was the Ottawa game, but Ottawa was like hitting everybody. They were playing so fast. Um, oh, yeah. He, he was, there was one shift that ended up leading to the <laughs> Chikrin's goal where, you know, he got bumped up pretty good, like two or three times during the shift and just they couldn't get the puck out of the zone. Um, what I will say is when he when he does make a bad decision to lose the puck, he's very quick to get there and make up for it, like to get back into the play. Um, his speed and his passing has been good. But besides that, like I don't think he's physically ready and then on the other hand of that like we have york as like the speed playmaking offensive defenseman right we don't really need two of those guys in the lineup at the same yeah. time sandheim too your <clears throat> your my guy i'm sandheim has size at least he can use yeah. size he doesn't use it that much but he has it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i feel like we're in pretty much agreement that andre probably is the odd man out and it's not a bad thing for him because he's going to get a lot of ice time with the Phantoms. Um, but I, I did want to speak on Zamula a little bit, because I don't think I've really been outspoken about him on the podcast, but at least internally, I really haven't given a fuck about the guy. Like, I haven't really thought highly of him. And I'm very happy to say that, like, he has proven me wrong, at least to start the year. He's looked really solid, and he's definitely earned himself a spot on this team, at least for the short term depending on what happens um, when Risto comes back and then eventually stall. Um, we'll see what happens there, but all good stuff. You know, when one guy gets injured, it opens up a lot of opportunities for others. So it's good to see. I, I think it's helped getting rid of guys like Proveroff and Hayes, even though they are good players. But when you have two players on your team that like, you can just feel the the negative energy that they want to play, you know, and maybe, now there's a little it's a little more looser everyone's got their role nobody's really unhappy yet i mean maybe frost is but he's not as big of a player as those guys were you know what i mean i think there's yeah. just it just feels a little more loose with the, with the whole team yeah i think the team is a lot more cohesive this year they're a lot more of a, a team yeah. whereas there was some uh some side there shows was, there was some clicks going on i feel like in the yeah. past and by clicks, I mean Provorov on his own little island and the rest of the team chilling. Hanging yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's tough when you have those guys, specifically a guy like Provorov, who is like that and then also like has to play 25 minutes a night. Yeah, of course. He has to be first power play too or he's unhappy. Yeah. And then Hayes has Chicklet's crew that's always like, play our boy Hazy, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's a sideshow. It's just too much. Outside, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Provorov's quote? <laughs> when he was asking about <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
I think we have to. We have to. Say it. Forgot about that. Yeah, I was gonna try to pull it up. Uh, I know I sent it in the chat. But before you pull it up, I guess we can talk about how horrible Provorov was when we played Columbus. I think he had two turnovers that led to goals, um, or at least one bad defensive player. The one when um, I think it was Lawton that came in the offensive zone and cut back and kind of caught Provy on a bad edge. I think he passed the TK who scored. I'm pretty sure TK scored far side. Um, not the greatest game. And I think one of the things I also saw with Provorov is the uh, the turnover stat. He's he's up there top ten turnovers in the past couple of years in the NHL. So not great. <laughs> here's, here's the quote. Uh I think I think he was asked about his like time in Philly playing or whatever. Uh he said, overall the last three years, the way the team played over there is just is just not really my game. It was a lot of rimming, pause, throwing the puck <laughs> away. Uh for for a player that I consider myself that can make plays and can contribute and play the with the puck, that felt like it was making my game worse. To be on a team that can make plays and is allowed to make plays is it's been really refreshing. Speaking of Columbus, I can actually play my game. And then he was asked, Do you harbor any resentment or are you a turn the page kind of guy? He said, It is what it is. At the end of the day, I can't take those three years back. Overall, I think a lot of people didn't really like the way the last three years went over there, which is fair. That's fair. I mean, whatever. Yeah, but some, of what he said, some of what he said doesn't make sense, though, because I feel like he's talking about his role, what his role was in Philly. But if you're in Columbus, Zach Wierenski's doing everything the you were doing. Guy. Yeah. Just significantly better than you were doing it. Uh, until Hathaway injured him. Yeah. <laughs> I, he's making, yeah. I, I feel like what I don't know. Like if he wanted first power play minutes, Wierenski's taking that. Like you're not, I don't think for what they're paying Wierenski, it's some it's like nine million, right? Something like that. Yeah. Year. Nine five. Yeah. Like, and he's I think he's significantly better than Provorov is. So it's interesting that you're making comments like that when you're second, not even yeah. top guy. And I don't at think position there. he had the puck on his stick a lot in his time here, yeah. right? He was the number yeah. one D guy for many years and and on the top power play. Like if his game is making plays and, and plays with the puck and stuff like that, like he had every opportunity to do that in Philly. I I understand if if in the defensive zone, like they're saying, once you get the puck, just rim it or just get it out of the zone as fast as possible. And he, I mean, to me, I think that's probably what they should be doing. How shitty they were playing the past few years. They should just get it out of the fucking zone. Uh, I don't know if he just like wanted to take it end to end every time. Like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, um, that one sick play in Montreal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was an overtime. though. <laughs> three on three overtake. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of a, you don't really expect it to, to read anything uh, significant when you hear a guy asked about like his former team. I think this was more than most people say. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do see him being a little sour about being traded. Uh, we don't know what was was said, said behind, behind the scenes. We know he like bought a house and like in, in Jersey or in the area. And like, yeah, I'm not going to feel bad for a millionaire having to sell his home, but (laughs) Yeah, well, but it's like you team. know, you put down roots a little bit in an area, and then you get you get shipped off. It's it can. I don't think he's going to hold it against Philly for the rest of his life, but you know, first year, first few months after he gets traded, like yeah, you're going to have a harbor a little bit of resentment. And now he's on a team where I mean, it is true he's going to have a little more freedom. I mean, think about well, imagine Lorenz, if fucking Babcock Lorenz was still the coach. 
Well, no, yeah. No, <laughs> then he wouldn't. But I mean, you got guys like Lorenzi, Goudreau, Texier, you Dan know, Line A, that, that kind of cruise um, around. Dude, Danforth, he's a, he's a little honey badger, though. Friend of the pod, three goals. We need assist. to get him on again. I know. I'm just, I just, Johnny, I got Johnny can ask him about Fantilli's jocks. I congrats him on the, the uh, new contract and he got vaccinated, but I, I don't know. I don't want to bug them too much. Feel bad. Yeah, I mean, during the NHL season, they got busy schedules. No, I wouldn't, yeah, you know, I, I would expect to get our I asked when, Luffy, when, did, when did they come to Philly? Columbus. Um, I'm not sure, but I asked Luffy to uh try and come on with Tippy for a little bit. No answer, <laughs> no answer, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but it's funny because Luffy will reach out to me and like tell me things like out of the blue, yeah. But, so it's it's whatever. But you never know. Has has he been in the lineup yet for Detroit? He, I think he got injured. injured. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he got injured last year. Luck. Yeah, he got injured late last year, and I think he's still sidelined because of that. No, he I got injured the in training camp this year. Damn. Oh, he did. Um, but I think it's still like the shoulder. It's the same looking kind of shoulder thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a tough he had, one. He had two goals, two assists in nineteen games last year. On the red wing, yeah, uh, which is you know pretty yeah. good for considering his role. Uh, I've totally forget what we're talking about. Oh, we're talking about Provy. That's Provy, right. yeah. Now we can move on from him. Yeah, let, let's move He's... on to uh, let's move on to the power kill because as of late, <laughs> it's we're basically better with four men on the ice than five, um, <laughs> especially against the Dallas Stars. That is, you know, so supposed to be one of the best teams in the league and they're probably like a top contender for the cup this year mm-hmm. yeah three shorthanded goals i mean i think we outplayed them a lot and we outplayed them game. too the, yeah like it's impressive shots to their 25 or 9 or something like that it, it's impressive the resilience this team shows and especially like we were down multiple times in that game just being able to you know get short shorthanded goals is this crazy i've i've waited my whole life for the Flyers to play this type of penalty kill. Mm. Uh, and I say my whole life, they kind of played it with, with, with when Richards and Drew were on the penalty yeah, kill. <laughs> and Carter, when yeah. Carter was buzzing. Yeah. So I take that back. But I've been waiting <laughs> the past 10 years for them to, <laughs> to, to play this type of penalty kill. I love it. There's nothing worse than a penalty kill that just sits back in the box or sits in the diamond and just lets the team pass and just, move all around yeah. it's tiring too when that happens of course yeah because you're just you know you're and, you, and you're flat-footed and and all those things and that's what leads to successful you know power plays is when you get the defense moving um but attacking guys and getting your sticks and lanes and denying zone entries and all that stuff it's it's demoralizing to be in your defensive end on the power play right <laughs> It's, yeah. it's demoralizing to keep turning the puck over, and, and then it gets more frustrating. And then you try harder to get into the zone, and you and then you lead to more turnovers, or you try to dump it, and then it ends up you know you ha- also have the option of just clearing it the entire way, so you don't have to worry about ice or anything. And it's a it's a uh, you know it's a good place for the the penalty kill to be in, right? When they're playing aggressive, so I like that they're doing it. and I like that they're doing it every night. It's not just like <clears> a while kind of thing. And and, and they finally have speed to do it. Yeah, and both. Uh, and both units are doing it, and they and when Brad Bradshaw came in, who's the assistant coach, and he is the the architect of the power kill, right? 
He's the penalty kill coach. He brought it from Columbus when he was assistant coach for torts there. One major addition to the penalty kill was Travis Konechny. Did he, did do you guys remember him playing PK at all before that? Uh, before not last really. year? No, not at all. Not at all. And it's because he was a liability on defense for, uh, for the beginning of his career, at least. Yeah. And he's still not like a defensive wizard, but it helps to have a guy out there that can fly the zone once the, the puck gets turned over and go fucking put the puck in the net. Right. And he, he did, did it, it twice. twice. Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nice. So what do we got? Three shorthanded goals. I don't think we scored any others, but I mean, three to start the year. Uh, is did we more not than score teams. another one? We have fours. Well, um, Sean Walker has two. Or... Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. His first one was Which is interesting Sean Walker's goals. That last year we were fourth in the NHL with total shorthanded goals with 11. And now we have four already in the first five games. We got to be yeah. number one, right? Right now? Yeah. Probably. No I was gonna say like last four year there was shorthanded point, goals. I think in like December or January we had six goal shorthand goals in like a month, and we have four in five games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and That's I was crazy. gonna say four honestly is probably more than a, a lot of teams get the entire year. If I had to guess, I mean, what do you think the average shorthanded goals per season is for teams? It's definitely under ten. Yeah, if we, were, if we were fourth like and we had 11, then yeah, it's under 10 for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's like, yeah. Yeah, it is, uh, it's, a, it's a good piece of the team to have, you know what I mean? Have a team that can score on the penalty kill, not just prevent other teams from scoring, but they can turn the tide the other way. Get momentum. Yeah, it's, a, it's a momentum changer too. If you're losing momentum and you have for a huge sure. kill, it's going to change the whole we game. We had two shorties in the same penalty kill. <laughs> Last game that that, see, was, that crazy. was crazy. Was it both TK or no? I think no, one TK of them was and then Walker. Walker. Yeah, yeah. OJ got it's good. It's good stuff. Um, OJ. and to go off that, so from power kill to power play. Now that is a. Uh, that's, <laughs> it's a, a completely a, different, completely different dog. Um, we're we're five point five six percent power play percentage. One for eighteen. Now, as not awesome as the stats show, I'm honestly slightly optimistic. Um, I don't know if it was against Dallas or Edmonton the game before, but the power, it honestly looked pretty good to me. Like the, the players on the ice, they're moving the puck around, actually trying to create plays. It did not look nearly as abysmal as it has for in years past, even though, you know, we're, we're sitting at 5%, but what, what, are, yeah. what were you thinking Z? Cause it seemed like you were, you were coming out negative about the power play. I was, I was going to sort of ask the question to you guys, like, what is the problem? Like, <laughs> I know in the uh, shoot, which game was it? Was it the Ottawa game? We don't there, have any got. We don't have any elite players, man. Well, that, you know, there, you there was play. a point in the Ottawa. I think it was the Ottawa game where they hadn't taken a shot in 14 minutes. That's just the general offense thing. But they were also like 0 for 5 or 0 for 1 for 6 I think in that in that game on the on the power play. Ottawa was 3 for 5 and you see them fucking moving the puck around. It's crazy. I think it's I think it's the puck movement and guys standing still. 
Yeah. I think um the first three games they were awful. And then I think that the that they started getting better the last what was the last game? The Oilers game. They started moving it quicker. Did you say DG that I didn't really watch the Dallas game, so I'm not sure. Did yeah, they I don't moving know if- it a little quicker, Versailles? I think so. I I think when I was I was literally watching the pat. I think I think it was against Dallas. It could have been against Edmonton. I don't know. I mix that shit up all the time. But there was one power play where they were just moving the puck around the offensive zone, like just creating plays, like getting shots <laughs> on net. And I was like, holy shit! Like I've never, yeah. I haven't seen a power play like this since Drew was on the team. Like for I think it was the actually second, the second group was better with all the young guys. Yeah, they were yeah, moving it, it, it really was like, good. They were better and they were moving it well, but there still wasn't nearly enough like yeah shots on yeah. net or or making the goalie make saves. Yeah, you're going against yeah. Dallas's backup and Scott Wedgwood. It felt like a it's breath of right. it felt like a breath of fresh air though that it just looked crisp. I feel like we've had so many power plays for the past yeah. so many years. It's just clunky. We can we can't even get the fucking puck into the zone. We we can't get any entries in. We get two passes in. Somehow the defense gets it and back down the ice we are. It just seems like against in the Dallas game, it seemed like Tippett kind of took control a little bit in, the, in one of those power plays. He was kind of start, um, passing the puck around, kind of putting the puck more on than I guess we're used to seeing, which was just mm-hmm. nice to see. Yeah, yeah so they'll go I in. Want... They keep shooting. Yeah. Again, traffic. Need, I need Tippett and Forster in one-timer positions. Yeah. yeah. Whether that be the yeah. bumper or the or the the OV position, the the face off dot, I need them. Mm-hmm. I've seen they've put like Cam over there to sort of work the half wall. They put Brink over there to work the half wall. They've rotated guys around. We we they, I they think need. The... Go ahead. They need to find the guys on each unit that are going to control the play. Because yeah. as of right now, like, yeah, there was times where, like, it looked like Tippett was trying to, like, be the guy and, like, rip puck on net. But, like, it's it's what you're missing since Drew left. You need a guy that is going to dictate how that power play and, the, and that cycling is going to occur. Because if you're just – if there's not a guy that you know that is going to be the you're, – you're kind of just out there passing the puck around, not knowing what to do. Whereas when you have mm-hmm. a quarterback – yeah, He's so basically play calling out there as the as the play is developing. So who is that? Because in the, in the short stint I've seen, and I'm including preseason, Brink has looked very good at being that half ball guy in the the Drew spot. And the other person I could possibly think of is run the power play through York at the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds good to me. I would say Frost as well, but obviously that's a <laughs> that's not touchy that subject at the moment. <laughs> but like as much as I love Tippett. He's not a he's not a guy that controls the puck. He's a guy that you get the puck and he just rips it and the puck's off his stick in two seconds. Yeah, I, you I need a guy like, like York or Brink that is actually going to like slow the game down, look for like to make the right play. So like I I want kind of like what I'm envisioning is like a lot of a lot of play in the you know bottom bottom right like boards area. Get all the defensemen to sort of shift that way. Puck goes up to the point to York over to Tippett, and he can skate in and take a shot. So you want him off the off boards, his off lane. I don't think he's like a great one T guy. Yeah. Whereas I think I would want Forster. Forster, I would want Forster taking one T's. Yeah, but I think I think Tippett. Yeah, just wait. (laughs) We won't be we won't be talking negative about the power play once Cutter and Mitch Koff get over here. Yeah, those would be two guys at the power play. Oh my god. 
I just almost we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna watch Flyers in like three years, and we're gonna be like, Holy I can't shit. believe we sat through <laughs> yeah. a fucking decade of this shit. <laughs> so much better now. <laughs> right, right now though, teams like everybody they they circle a guy. All yeah. right, we we have a power. We're, we're taking a penalty kill right now. Uh, we got to watch out for this guy in the power play. And there's nobody on the Flyers. Like, obviously, we have skilled players, but there's PK nobody on the Flyers. probably the one guy that they're focusing on. Yeah, but the thing is that they that they probably are just like, hey, we got to pressure everything. This team's young. They're not, yeah. you know. So everyone's pressuring the Flyers so much. They're hard to they're, – they're not really getting the, the, um, the puck settled enough right now. And I know you guys were saying Dallas game they were. So, so maybe they're getting kind of into their rhythm a little bit more. I mean, the biggest worry but, for the for other teams is like the, the Flyers crash and bang. So yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that other teams worry about with us, which isn't really like that's what everyone does. So and there's that's not, not that like guy. that doesn't make like an effective power play, like crashing and banging, right? Yeah. So yeah, you need to I mean, have like yeah. your set plays and your options on the power play. I feel like every successful power play one has like a superstar who can just take over the power play, whether it like be, Bruins got Pasternak. Yeah, right? Pasternak, Crosby, Ov, McDavid, yeah, and Drysaddle, yeah. McKinnon, and McCarr, right? But yeah. there's also like you know set plays that you go to that work more than five percent of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, it'll, they're figuring it out. They got to figure I'm, something out. It's just been it, yeah. it's so it's the opposite of the power kill where it's so like demoralizing to have an extra man for two minutes and gain no momentum, gain no position in the game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just have that be, because then it doesn't matter when we get, we have had 18 penalties, like the call, like mm. the 18 power plays. Like you got to score more than one. Much. You got to score more than once on 18 tries. Yeah. It's bad. At least two. Let's get two out of 18. Get a nice little 10%, <laughs> 10% power play. I, I would do double digit power play success. Yeah. Uh, the only two enough. the only two worst teams in the Flyers are the Blues and the Capitals, who both have zero goals on eleven and thirteen opportunities. That'll change. That'll change soon. For the Will it cap caps at least. <laughs> we'll talk about that soon. Um, all right. One last Flyers topic before around the league. Let's talk a little bit about our guy, Wade Allison. Not not too much has been talked about Wade since obviously getting cut. Um, but Recently, it came about that Ian LaPerriere essentially quoted saying that he hasn't really done jack shit in the four games since he's been down there. Um, and it's he was also saying, yeah, oh, sorry to cut you off. He was also saying something like he's probably a little demoralized being down here, but it's something that he has to work through um, because, quite frankly, no teams are calling for him. You know, it's not just us, right? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't Wade sound was... like he's ta- it doesn't sound <laughs> yeah. like Wade is taking uh not taking the well. cut. He's not taking it well at all. I think yeah, he, yeah. he's he's on the fourth line now for the Phantoms. Which, that's I embarrassing. Mean, that's, that's bad, man. But uh, you look at, uh, and I think Ian LaPerry mentioned this was was like uh, Lazinski was a guy he mentioned right who got sent down and is still trying to make the most of it. You look at Scott Lawton earlier in his career who got sent down a, a lot. He was jerked around a lot. And uh, was basically told he couldn't be like a, a a playmaker in the NHL, right? That he would just be like a fourth line grinder. He, you know, stuck through it, and look where he is now. So mm. you gotta hope that Wade has it in him to do that if he's gonna 
you know, be pouty and pissed off about it. I mean, you got to like focus that energy somewhere, like focus that on your play then. Yeah. Focus your anger into your game. It'll help you. It's just tough because like we've had him for a little while now and like teams don't really want to develop a guy for the fourth line. Like that's the fourth Not line. And I don't, I don't personally think he's like a fourth line player either. No, I'd say third line player probably in the NHL. He could be. Yeah, I, don't third know. Line. I think he's like ceiling as a third line player. Yeah. I'm a little low on it, but I I think he's too but... he's too like like I don't I wouldn't want him like banging around because he's so injury prone. Like I wouldn't want him playing on the floor. Yeah. The problem he's is he's the, so used yeah. to playing that game style. It's yeah. very difficult for a dude that's been doing that his whole life just to yeah. completely change his game. Sometimes yeah. you have to. You have I to mean, do what you have to do to stay. I don't in the know. League. Maybe. You know, a couple guys get injured and he makes his way back into the lineup. If not, it's sort of looking like, you know, the end of... That's all she wrote. Yeah, the end Like of a the career fourth down. liner? No, career not NHLer. <laughs> Sad to say, but that's kind of where it's headed right now unless he changes his mindset and, and grinds it out down there. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows? If he, conti- if, he, if he puts his head to it and works hard, injuries are going to happen. I like mean, Lazinski made his way back into the lineup, and he, in my opinion, never did fucking shit to stay there, but still got his like opportunities right just because of a, a personnel, you know, restriction of just dudes being injured. So it's one thing if you're playing well in the AHL and the coach likes you and knows you have a good attitude, like you'll you have a better chance of you know getting called up. But if you're if you're doing what he's doing now, that that's not the way to make it back onto the big club. Like it's just no not the way. way to do it. And I think he may know that now. I, I would think that Laperia would have a conversation with him before saying that publicly. But I don't fucking know how what what it's like, you know, behind behind closed doors. But uh, if he's not doing that now, he needs to suck it up soon. Yeah, I mean, he's twenty six yeah. years old already, too. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. Like, there. yeah, I. He's got fucking nineteen and twenty year olds playing for us right now and the other part of it's like you played you know most of the last year there it's like your boys with Fairblade, your boys with frost like your boys are there playing now and you're seeing them have fun and play well and you're you're fucking taking a bus to fucking albany or whatever (laughs) soggy sub league yeah exactly fucking 20 dollar per diem who told that story love you uh they got the subs waiting for them like after the game and by the time they get them it, they're soggy. <laughs> it probably lucky. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. I wish nothing but the best for him, but right now it's, he's got to figure it out. Yeah, he's got to suck it up a little bit, I think, and just grind it out. Um, yeah. Five games into the season, you can work it out. Um, all right. That is enough Flyers talk. Let's get into around the league. We got three teams we want to focus in on today so that we can get uh, some good analysis on these. We're going to start with Coots' favorite team, the Detroit Red Wings, who have started out 5-1 and one on the young NHL season. Uh, I have written down here, I'm a little pissed Johnny's not here, by the way, for this. Um, <laughs> I wrote down Red Wings, Coots was right, Johnny was wrong. And then when I found out Johnny wasn't going to be on, I put in parentheses, won't be as fun without Johnny here to make fun of him. So We should revisit it next week, or the Two weeks from we, now. We can bring it up just to make sure he understands that the Iser plan is at least working as of right now. 
Um, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts because they look fucking incredible. I mean, I think they played the Senators the other day, who's another team that's looked pretty fucking good as well to start the year, and they just dismantled them. It wasn't even a challenge. I mean, it's crazy to me that teams and GMs or whatever, like the past two years have thought that like DeBrinket's not a top six or whatever winger, like top winger even now, like he has eight goals and four assists in six games. Yeah. I mean, he got a hat trick the other day, which helps, but yeah, yeah. he's hat trick helps, on it. But even then that's five goals. Take that, those three away, five goals, four assists, nine points in six games. Him and him and Larkin and Raymond have had instant chemistry. That, that line is probably the best line in the NHL right now. Like without a doubt, they're so instant chemistry. Good and, and Raymond dangerous. had like a couple down years. Like he had one, his one big year, I think, his rookie year coming out, and then he's he's sort of been having down down years. I haven't been paying attention. I don't know if he has injury history or something, but he's a skilled player too. And Larkin is their star offensive player, right? Um, they've. They've looked. They were so close to not get, getting him resigned. They was. It was. I, I mean, know he was really pissed that they traded Bertuzzi too. He was vocally yeah. pissed that Bertuzzi got traded because they were boys. I think we were delusionally thinking that we could trade for Larkin. Probably would have never happened. But <laughs> no, absolutely. Jesus not. Christ. Anytime there's a big because there. everyone just has the old flyers in their head of just going after every dude. It doesn't like, happen anymore. There's people that they, go and like, oh, Elias Pettersson's RFA this year. We should offer sheet him. It's like no. these guys get locked up and what? Now. Give him. Give up six Four first, first round, round picks. picks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it's crazy. But they're they're gelling right now. And you know who else has looked really good on their power play? Ghost Bear. Shane Ghost Goss Bear. Bear. <laughs> he has looked good. He He's plays his role it. to a T. If 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 the Flyers never went down the path that we have, like Ghost would still be on this team. Like he's the perfect third pairing defenseman that you can slot it on the power play. He, he just plays that role to a T. I mean, he's killing I, it there right now. Yeah. Just like back to the real quick. I don't know. Like what is like, I know there's some animosity in Ottawa. He wanted to be a top, top line guy. And they're like, no, because they have too many top line guys. Right. Especially with like mm-hmm. Doris coming back. They have Stutzel. They have, uh, Kachuk. Pinto. Um, Not Pinto. Batherson, whoever fucking plays their top line. Gee. I don't fucking know. She's not playing yeah, yeah. Oh, sometimes he does actually. No, he is. I'm pretty sometimes sure it's Stutzel, Kachuk, and Giroux on the first line. I actually, love he that controls shit. the power play there sometimes. Yeah. Um, but looking at his numbers since his first year, 28 goals, 41 goals, 18 goals, 32, 41, 27 last year, and he has eight this year. What? Why was? Why was? Why was there not a bidding war for this kid? In the offseason. Probably they're probably worried about his attitude. Who gives a fuck, dude? If you can put Detroit clearly was some, some people, yeah. His worst year no, was 18 goals, and that was the COVID shortened season. See, that's the type of guy that like that's the type of guy that you would love Danny to go out and get because they got him pretty cheap. It wasn't cheap, but it wasn't outrageous. You know what I mean? Like you got a guy that's gonna slot into your first line. And put up 60 points. And he's 25 years old. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like they thought we weren't there yet. No, like, obviously. Yeah. I yeah. understand why we didn't do it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I want but Danny future, to do that eventually. Like some sort of player like no, this. No, but we're not there yet. But hopefully in five years when he's 30 and still scoring <laughs> 30 goals a year, we're there. <laughs> Drew is 45. He comes back. Yeah, Drew's but- coming back after the Ottawa 
No way. He's coming back to fucking sit behind the bench. No way. Oh, I, I mean, I'm down for that. As long as he's on the <laughs> organization. I want to win a cup with fucking team. Driving the Zamboni in between periods. <laughs> uh, but one, one, the 2021 season, which was the not the one that was shortened because of COVID, but like the next year after that where they only played. Remember they started in like, they started late. In January. Yeah, it was 48 yeah. game season. 52 yeah. games. He, he had 32 oh, goals in 52 games. Come on. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. He's good. It's obvious how good he is. And I think now it's much more blatantly obvious after his hot well, start. Because of the Chicago years, it was like, oh, he had Patrick Kane and Jonathan mm-hmm. Taves. Which is like, yeah. yeah he's just one of those players. Go to Panarin. Like and Panarin's still a little superstar. It, my, <laughs> my thing with like that comment is like, yeah, I guess he's playing with Patrick Kane, but like you don't just get 40 goals because you're playing with Patrick Kane. You have to be a big part of those 40 goals. No one's yeah. putting up 40. Like it's so difficult to put up 40. I don't I don't it's remember hard to put the last flyer that put, to put up 40 20. goals. Who? Last flyer to score 40 goals. It's probably Jeff Carter. Uh, that's my guess. Uh Hartnell. Hartnell scored 40. No. Did he did, I think no he, he got close. He got close. <laughs> It's Carter. It's, it's Carter. Carter. Okay. 46 and 08-09. So that's a long Ooh, fucking time. Yes. That is a lot of goals. Yeah, and we got a guy sitting here who's done it twice in his eight year or four whatever six years. Uh, he's gonna do it. He's going to do it this year. Hardball got, got 37 and eleven twelve. So close. <laughs> See, that was all because of who he was playing with. That, Drew yeah, yeah, okay, there we go. Now it's the other way. Drew <laughs> I mean, that's that's more bla- that's clear as day. But yeah, I can't believe uh, But back to the Red Wings, the, their goaltending's got, got to hold up. That's that's the only thing. Who's it, Billy Huso? It's Huso and it's Huso Reimer. and uh, Reimer, Reimer. Yeah, How that's gonna Huso be tough. Still in the league. Reimer, how's Reimer still in the league? Is that what I think he's like seventy five. <laughs> and Cider, he's played yeah, for seventy teams. Sick. Cider's sick, and then they have a couple. They get some guys they picked up from. They got Hall, Justin, Hall, Justin Hall, Hall from Holy Toronto. Mata. Yeah, no, guys like... they picked up from St. Louis. Uh, Wall, Wallman, Wall something. The Jake Wallman, OJ yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, OJ yeah. Guy. The defenseman, right hand defenseman. Jake Bean and then... on their team, or is that no, that's, Carolina? That's either Carolina or actually, it might be on Columbus. Or... Yeah, Columbus. I, don't I think. Know. Fucking um, stop naming, <laughs> stop naming players, DJ. Uh, <laughs> and then fuck, who's the other guy? Valeno's been really good. Milano, Cop, Sherat, Cop. I like. Uh, oh, Sherat's yeah. on Detroit. It's a great veteran player. Like, I mean, they just they're just solid all around, and they got speed and they the got thing skill. Is, is the Atlantic is going to be tough? And I think, I don't know. Like, do you think we see for the first time in a while, like the two Atlantic teams taking the wild card spots? I can. It's I been can not, flyer, not if like the Flyers have anything time. to say about it. <laughs> yeah, so all right, so their defensive pairings are Jake Wallman and Cider. Then they got Sherratt and Hole, and then Olimata and Ghost. Okay, I mean, that's not terrible. Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's like incredible it's groundbreaking, no, but it's like how they play. Like the fucking, you look at the Islanders' defensive roster, whatever it was three, four years ago when they were dominating, and their top pair was Pollock and, uh, they had two names that were like Pelican exactly the same. Pelican Pelican Pelican. Pelican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, 
if you if you gave an award for top defensive pair, like they would have won it that year. They were that good together, but they're two <laughs> no names by themselves. Like it's honestly a fucking great idea. There should be an award for that. Best because they have the goal. They have the gender, right? Goalie. The goalie one, yeah. And they don't even yeah. play together. <laughs> no, they also had a young Devon Taze too. And they, and they, and they traded for him for like a second or a something. Bag of peanuts. They get for traded him for a bag of peanuts. Wild. <laughs> um. All right. What, let's move on. Here we go. Next team. Wait. Team I've been craving to talk about is the Washington Capitals. What a fucking dog shit team they have over there. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Ovi's like, he looks like he's 500 years old. Hasn't even potted one empty netter yet this year. It's embarrassing. Not, not one empty netter, not one goal. I know. Right. Our goals to assist. I mean, fifty percent of his goals are empty netters, so that's why I said that. Minus but. one. Are you worried? Are you worried he won't be scoring? No, I know DG, he's going to score. DG's an Ovi hater. He thinks all of Ovi's goals, actually all, all of all, all of Ovi's eight hundred and twenty-two goals have come on empty netters, according to DJ. <laughs> you mean empty netters like the one T empty netters? <laughs> yeah, like the goalies that were near. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm talking about when the game's over and he pots an extra couple goals to pad his stats. Well, of course they're gonna fucking give him the puck, dude. I watched one of their games and it he he had the shot like in his spot, but he passed it. I feel like he was like passing a little more right now. You know what he is doing, dude? He's still bodying people. Yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Game Seems one or two, he leveled. against Ottawa. He flattened someone against was the fucking. Uh, I don't remember, but he flattened it. It was someone. Oh, it was uh, it, it was someone big time. I thought it was Carlson or somebody like on the Penguins. Oh, was it not? I I saw a clip from the Ottawa game. He might have done it multiple times, but he, yeah, he he did that. He did he TK'd the guy. You know the the picture of TK where he's like completely <laughs> horizontal against the boards. Oh no. I'm there's talking mul- about one. It was open there's ice. multiple of those TK pictures, by the way. <laughs> like literally the same thing. You got all there's of one. Your spank bank. <laughs> could you can um, you guess uh, what Ovi's career plus minus is? Negative. First, first guess if it's positive or negative. Negative, negative. sixty-eight. You think it's negative? Yeah. Okay. Minus sixty-eight. Both of you say minus sixty-eight. <laughs> can you tell me if it's negative or not? It's so positive. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Listen, and, it's and, too many power play goals yeah, to come be on. negative. But those don't power, power play goals don't count for plus minus. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with like plus, fucking plus, tw- <laughs> plus 12. That I mean, Dalt was like almost spot on. Plus 66. Wow. You know what? That stat you know means what's... nothing to me. <laughs> I know, but it's just interesting to me. Sorry. How many empty netters is that? That's probably all <laughs> his empty netters that put that plus minus that high. <laughs> I don't know, man. This team just needs to be blown up a little bit. I mean, they are they are just hanging on until Ovi breaks the record and can retire and fucking become part of the front office, and then they'll they'll fucking probably get. But I think Ovi's still good. uh, Batman will gift them two number one overall picks back to back years, and then they'll. (laughs) I think you need to put young guys around Ovi, but like their whole team is like. Old, they've traded. And, I mean, because they've traded all their picks, pretty and young guys. Yeah, yeah. To, to push, I don't see them as a playoff team. And if they no. do make the playoffs, they're not going very far. Um, God, no way. Close, the next, dude. the next, the future, I, I the future have... of the Capitals is break Gretzky's record. That's the future. Of the yeah, Capitals, which is I feel bad, dude. Backstrom... Sad. Yeah, go ahead. Backstrom doesn't look that great either. His, his hip, he's his hips injured uh, surgery thing, man. It's just dumb. like. 
he's he can't be going after this year. One Which of the, sucks one of the most, he's a great player. One of the most underrated players in the 2010s. 100%. So, and so, one of my favorite players, too, like just growing up watching. I liked, I mean, not against the Flyers, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because pretty much everyone thought the Flyers were going to finish last in the division. And now, I guess. <laughs> still I get, early. Dude, I get it. Five games in. I get it. I they get look it. good, though. They Jeez. do look good. I get it. No, I'm not talking about the Flyers here. I'm talking about the no, Capitals. Uh, the Capitals are finishing in last place in this division. Well, that's what well, I told if people. If I'm the Flyers, I want to fucking finish last. We're going to finish. Yeah, I know. Fucking but we're not going seventh to. Seventh again we're, and get a, a six through sneak, nine pick. No, we're sneaking in the wild card. Oh, my God. There's dude. too many It'll teams It'll be fucking stink. pointless for this team to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Get some experience. None of these guys I know fuck, what the playoffs fuck are like. Fuck off, dude. Fuck off with that. That's what we've been hearing since fucking that's, Hexall was in charge. It's Max I mean, Labrini season. Listen, yeah, I'm sick and tired. We'll get back to other teams after this, but I'm sick and tired of watching us just lose again and again and again and again. Now's I'm going to root for this. Te- I am going to root for this team to make to the, to make the playoffs until they're too far out that they physically, you know, aren't going to make it now, anymore. Because as of right now. It's, We're in first place. It's a double-edged so, yeah, sword. You're correct. It is a double-edged sword where I like this team so much and I watch them so much that when I'm watching, I want them to win the game, right? But I also want them to be last in the standings and get a top three they, overall pick. They lost the a problem point against is, Dallas when they should have won. So you can't have both of those less things. Point. Yeah, that, that, I mean, but even then I get like pissed because I'm like, you played such a good game and then you have a shitty defensive play. Off of the face off. That's growing pains. That's stuff like after it's we not lost growing that pains game, when it's Coots and fucking Walker, I, who's been in I, the league for enough. six or eight years or whatever the fuck. Fair enough. But I mean, Pavelski's a fucking beast, and that was a great goal. Um, he doesn't, but age. like, yeah, oh, he does. But that game, like, the game ends, and I'm like, Satisfied. that was fun. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care that we lost. That was it was awesome. until, until we got our third shorty that it was a not satisfying game, and then, yeah, then it yeah, turned around. I enjoyed it. I mean, what would you say earlier? We outshot them like 40 something to like 20. It was like, 45 to like 29, something like that. That's, Crazy. That's a first. 20, it, 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 and they looked, yeah. And, and, and Ursan's first couple were, I mean, Iffy. they were, they were odd man rushes or breakaways, but they were, he could have, should have had one of them at least. Yeah. He settled in eventually, which is yeah. good to see, but. Oh, he. Raw, there was robbery. I don't remember if it was an overtime or just the end of the third, but he glove saved. No, he did. It was an overtime. I forget who it was. I think it was an OT. Um. All right. Any any more words on the the aging out Washington Capitals, the elderly home team <laughs> out there in DC? Didn't they Fuck just Tom sign Tom Wilson? Like they signed him to a like fucking eight years ret- or I, oh. something ridiculous. That's when I posted about Drew, and I was like, "Would you rather have Drew for three years at six and a half, or Tom Wilson for three years at six and a half?" And I think I got a lot of shit for that. And I was like, "I think it's the <laughs> most obvious answer in the world. You want the dude that fucking puts up a point per game?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> fucking Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson's good for nothing but illegal checks. That's all he does. It's like Truba. Uh, Truba actually doesn't hit illegally. They just uh, look illegal because he absolutely destroys the player. It's a couple where he gets the, <laughs> the elbow gets really close to being up, but it's not. Yeah. He's good at that. He's perfected that art. Um, all right. One last team. And then we're going to get into a fun little segment. 
Let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers, a team who pretty much, I would say, like, majority of people out there are, yeah, they're saying they're going to win the Cup. I even I even put a bet on them to win the Stanley Cup because I had a free bet that was going to expire. It was 10 bucks to win 100 but I was like, what am I going to do with this $10? I, I might as well have a nice six-month-long bet going on for it. Um, but I think, what are they, one, two, and one? One, three, and one, I think. Uh, one three and one is it they're one three one, and one three and one got fucking bitch slapped by sean couturier and the flyers <laughs> so yeah first game i think they lost uh eight eight to eight one, one. Yeah. in vancouver vancouver's home opener then they played back to back then they played their home opener against vancouver vancouver beat them four three they beat the predators six one which is like whatever it's the predators lost to the Flyers 4-1, and then lost to the Jets 3-2 in overtime. And I don't know if anyone saw that Jets game. Uh, Connor McDavid gets injured, upper body injury. I think it was like obliques or hip or something like that. He's, he's, <clears> out, <throat> he's out two to three weeks. The Heritage Classic is this Sunday. Outdoor game, Battle of Alberta, and Connor McDavid is not playing. That sucks. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I didn't Postpone know that the... game. A di- well, I didn't even know the Heritage Classic was coming up. That's how bad the NHL is at marketing. Yeah, but also they're going to showcase a game without the best player in the NHL in it. Yeah. Fucking postpone that game until he's back. Dude, For real. <laughs> the, I think they'll figure it out, but, bro, they, they're fourth, third and fourth line, five games, zero points from any of them. That, that's their biggest <laughs> issue is they – They're so – they, not the deep. whole their whole team is on the backs of Dryside Ole McDavid. They're if yeah. they're not performing, they're not winning games. And then and then Vander Kane is complaining about ice time the other night, and he's got the third, fourth most uh, time on ice of any Ford. Yeah, so the, so the Oilers are just a scumbag. They're they're like, in something he would say. They're in uh they're in midseason form right now. Goalie play is <laughs> questionable. Coaches on the hot seat. McDavid and yeah. Dryside. Everything's running through McDavid and Dryside Fucking Kane's um, bitching. Kane, Kane said, so I think he had a fight and was in the box and they, mm-hmm. they asked him about it and he said something like, oh, well, I wasn't getting any ice time so I figured I'd sit in the penalty box instead of on the bench. What a horrible like attitude. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. one I mean, assist no, no. in five games minus six for Kane. So you can't make comments like that and then just yeah. shit the bed. They're, they're, and, it, and it's showing on the ice too, obviously because of their, their record, but in that Winnipeg game, they're on the power play, there's uh, a minute and a half left in the second period. They're up 2-1. Evander Kane takes a clap bomb from the left point, completely misses the net, rims around the boards, and goes back the other way. Stuart Skinner tries to come out and play it at the faceoff dot and gets beat to the puck by Alifalo, wraparound goal. <sighs> and that makes it 2-2 shorthanded going into the third period at the end mm. of the second. And they lose an That's overtime. That's the game changer. Like yeah. it's it's bad decision making all around, and it's the fact that you can't win unless you play McDavid and Drysaddle on the f- same line and get them going together. Uh, I would I don't want to discount Nugent Hopkins has been great. Uh, he's an underrated guy. Uh, Nurse and Bouchard have been good. Who's their who's their top pair? But Ekholm's good as well. Yeah, Nurse has been kind of questionable a little bit though. Uh, he's been good offensively. He's not good defensively at all. For being a nine million, neither is Bouchard. Man. Bouchard does not play defense. He's got that a fucking class bomb on care. the power play, though. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's yeah. You, you got two offensive guys playing your top D pair. Uh, 
but it's just like the team it's you know they were like we said expected to be you know cup favorites coming into the year but they are just like not built well at all no things gotta change and i know you can't you you can't you can't trade mcdavid or dry no way you gotta blow up the rest of the team if this is how things are gonna go well, I was you gonna look because stand packed and continue. You figured they'd be in like a better. Room. Sorry, I'm cutting you off, but uh, no worries. I said you're I just was... taking up Johnny's role. Yeah, you're right. You figured they'd be in like better cap position than a team like say Toronto because Toronto has like four guys making 11 million, right, or three guys, whatever it is, making over 10. But like, how are they? How do they only have like 380 thousand in cap space? You want to pull up their yeah. cap front real quick yeah, while we're talking about them because I'm, looking at I'm pretty it sure. Obviously, Nurse is making nine million plus, and that dude does not Jesus deserve Christ. a cent of that. Um, playing <laughs> James Neal. Um, yeah, the Nugent Hopkins is on be... an awesome contract. He's making yeah. like five million a year. Nugent is making five point one two five. So is Kane, which I don't think they deserve the same salary. Hyman's making five point five. Zach Hyman, which I don't too much. I like him. I don't know. I like, I like him. him. Three and a half. Three and a half. Dry... I think that's fair. Drysaddle at eight point five. Very fair deal. Only for two more years. McDavid Who are they at huh? Who are they paying? McDavid at twelve point five. So Fine. you got Nurse at nine point two five, which was that was the year that Jones, McCarr, and Wierenski all got paid, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just a bad year to be a GM and negotiating a contract for a young first pair defenseman, right? Because they're gonna look at all those guys and be like, I deserve nine million too, which is Good on his agent and good on him to get fucking that much money for the next six years or whatever it is. Um, yeah, don't don't blame a guy for getting their bag, but it's a bad Lin, decision Lindholm, from the GM. I mean, not Lindholm. Matthias Ekholm is making six mil. Then you look at their goalies. They're paying Jack uh, Campbell $5 million a year. And they're paying Skinner 2.6, which is fine. Yeah, Jack Campbell at, at what, five or six? Yeah, five. For the next so years. obviously, uh, it's not they're paying Cody Darn- CC 3.25 mil, and it sucks because I kind of want to see this team succeed because I really like McDavid. But I, I mean, know. they were right there I, in that in that series against the Knights, too. That was a good, a good I series. think they'll, they'll be fine, but so, dude, the Knights are so good, and so the Avalanche are humming again. The Knights have been good, Avalanche have been good. Boston's been surprisingly good. So, none of those three, none of those three teams have a loss. I don't think. No. Mm-mm. Um, besides McDavid, Drysaddle, Hyman, Kane, and Nugent Hopkins, there's not one forward making over two point seven mil. Hmm. Weird. I guess. <laughs> I guess just slight. Over, I guess just slight overpayment of a handful of players. Eats yeah, up they, that have, salary. They, have, they have four yeah. forwards making under a mil. I mean, they're not. So they're, of course, they're not the fourth line. The bottom six isn't scoring at all. They're they're all making league minimum. They're all borderline yeah. NHL players. It's tough. Um, I think I'm pretty sure the the Oilers started off bad last year as well. I no, they will I mean, bounce back. They will make the yeah. playoffs. But you've seen it with the Kings and the Avalanche last year. They teams know how to shut down McDavid now in the playoffs. Mm. They take away Some all that speed. There it's them. a completely different game. And if you shut down McDavid, Drysaddle can't do enough by himself, especially well, with this roster. It's you, you take out one guy. And I mean, McDavid still gets his points, but no, he still he still will. But he he's not 
regular season McDavid in the playoffs. Yeah, he's a little less, but also that comes with uh, they call less play, uh, penalties in the playoffs too. And That's true. They have so many power play points. I don't know what his numbers are, but I feel like half his points are power play points. He's probably. I think he's coming up on a thousand points soon. Yeah, Absurd. yeah, he is. Absurd. He could get that this year if he is healthy. Yeah, he's he has he's eight eight hundred sixty points or something like that. Jesus, at twenty (laughs) six, he's gonna hit two thousand easily. Oh, probably. All right. Any last comments on the Oilers before we move into a new segment? Not on the Oilers, but I do just want to throw out some small. Mm-hmm. Calling it now. Mark the date. October 23rd. Art Ross winner, Jack Hughes. This kid. Is Art, is Art Ross voted on by the players? No, it's most points at the end of the Not year. Not most points. This kid. Oh, dark I horse, I think, it. but I don't think it's that dark of a horse. Four games, 10 points, four goals, six. Dude, three. he's sick. He is so sick. His all cutback moves that he does, it just so causes sick. havoc. I just think the Devils are going to be a problem this year. I can't uh, wait for Nick Sealer to level him. It's, it's it's tough when you have McDavid and Drysaitel to 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 make that call. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I would give him like Hart or 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 one of the MVP, the Ted Lindsay or the Hart, but or Ross. What odds? What are odds are for Jack Hughes right Thank now? Sealer's going to level him. In uh, Lindros's memory, all the Hughes brothers <laughs> have looked good. Payback for Scott Stevens. Payback for what year was that? Two thousand and one. Yeah, that yeah. would be hilarious. Actually, who was it that took out McDavid? People before? are gonna hear that Manning. and they're gonna fucking cancel you. Manning. For that. <laughs> oh, Manning, Manning when he, he like broke went. his collarbone, and then he went yeah, and played on crazy. the Oilers the next year. Yeah, that was. Funny. And then he and then he like called someone a slur <laughs> then he's like never seen again yeah that's so funny what that poor guy, guy. not really he deserved it i have a question am i am i the only like... one that when i see ryan paling i still think it's jvr sometimes anyone anyone got that yet yeah no. okay it's big 25 no, i go you're not I go, alone go, what the fuck is jvr doing playing center i'm like oh wait no he's not on our team anymore <laughs> <laughs> all right i like paling though I like That's him a lot. Point. He's a, he's actually fast. PED line. PED line. Not PED. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of drugs. It should be the PED line. <laughs> I know. Um. All right. That's it for around the league. We'll try to pick some new teams every episode so that we can, uh, you know, talk about different players. And it's just so early to talk about every team right now, too. Oh, of course, and we also don't want to clutter a segment i'd rather drill it down to a few teams that way we're like really hashing out their play and like the players on their team um unless there's like some crazy story that we absolutely have to talk about then we'll focus on that as well but let's get into a segment that i would love to bring up sporadically throughout the year um torts's guys we had a my guy segment and now we got torts's guys so basically, at least my vision for this segment is that we're just going to talk about a handful of players and maybe list them in order from like top one five. to five, top five, and then some honorable mentions that didn't make the cut. Um, and throughout the year, 
maybe every couple months we'll bring it back up and see if those guys have changed or not, or if Torts really sticks to them. I think there's one guy that's definitely going to be on this list throughout. I think the year. top three. I think top three is is. But, yeah, let's easy. go top three. Let's do top three with honorable mentions. So mm-hmm. uh, if, if anybody wants to throw a name out there, then we can discuss where he should land. All right. Nick Shields number one. <laughs> yeah. That's the guy I was referring to that won't come off the list all year. Yeah. Nick Sealer <laughs> is number one towards guy. Number one. Big that dude, guy. That dude, even when Risto and Stahl come back, like Sealer is ahead of those guys, basically. Like, I think he wants everyone on the defense to get injured so Nick Sealer can play top pair minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, but Sealer is playing fifth yeah. on ice, I think. Yeah. So he's he's fair with his top with his guys. No, yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, I love I just love that. I guy. love Sealer and Walker together. I think they're Dude, pretty steady. Back Walker's there. getting twenty minutes a night right now. He's looking good. solid. It's because he's getting PK time too. And and uh, Sandheim and Sandheim's twenty six and York is twenty three. It's pretty pretty cool. Pretty Sandheim cool. Twenty six minutes a night. Holy yeah, fuck! Man. So far. Sick. So maybe he's a torch guy now. Maybe. But he's not the number one towards guy. That goes to Nick Sealer. Sealer, the Seals man. All right. Number two. Now, this I is where it gets tough. Palin. Palin. Who? Palin. I'd put a Kooks in I there. Was, I was going to say Stahl. <laughs> what? He probably likes Stahl. Three interesting names. I was going to say like Stahl. The, the, the other name I have is Connectney. Yeah. He definitely likes Connectney. I, loves I connected because of the way he plays. I I, um, I think I think Kooks is there. I don't know. I think because I think, of the way that he just talked about Kooks and how he was like basically refusing not to be on the ice when McDavid was out, kind of shows. And like it forced said, his hand though. He forced his hand. He respects yeah. that shit. You know, it, only forward with twenty minutes a night. I think okay. I'm leaning Kooks here. Obviously, I'll let it. Another guy name I have. I think it. this might land third is Lawton. Yeah, yeah, he loves Lawton. Loves Lawton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> so what do we got? We got we got seals. Sealer number one. March stall number two. No. <laughs> Coots. Well, Coots if we want, if we, want to, if we want to turn heads on social media for this visual, we'll, well put Mark Stall in the number two spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh... Bobby Brink. It's Sealer, so much Coots, easier to do people he Lawton. hates. Tippett, he loves. <laughs> You're right. You're right. The third um, line, I think at the fourth line, the fourth line, is he, he loves them all evenly, I think. I think he loves those guys. I don't think they're ever getting broken up. Yeah, so I think... No, I, think, I like them too, though. Yeah. So I'd say Sealer, Coots, Lawton, and then honorable mentions. We got the entire fourth line. <laughs> and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> The PED Connectney and Mark Stahl. I'm gonna start calling them. The and then in the corner, I'll I'm put a little. It. I'm with it. I'll put a little toilet and just put Morgan Frost's face on there, just for the toilet laughs. bowl. Yeah, are we back to toilet bowl time? Basically, but yeah, that's a good list. It sounds about right. I I feel like he loves Tippett, but I don't think you can put Tippett on that list right now at this no. point of the year. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe next time we talk about this in a few months. He'll make it there. All right. That was fun. Always love talking about Torch's favorite children. Uh, 
let's get into post game, boys. We have Z, one. It topic. looks like you want to talk about the Flyers Did locker you guys room. Guys, get a peek at the Flyers new locker room. Fucking so sexy. The logo is on the roof, everybody. I know. Oh, no one can. Step are you on talking the about the? Et- <laughs> Go ahead. No one can step on the logo now. He doesn't have to get in fights with people with fucking who is it Greg Wyshynski <laughs> on fucking Twitter or some shit. Oh yeah, that that fucking loser. That dude just did complains rep- about everything. Did he, did he reply to you? No, I wanted him to so bad. Uh, That's why I like uh, tried to really piss him off, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, That's I a mean, good play. this team. It seems like the past eight years has not had like a professional team locker room like yeah. they've been playing in the, the little stalls yeah you mean you yeah. see the sixers get their whole fucking locker yeah, room. yeah dude it's like why can't yeah, this in the sixers locker room or some shit dude it lo- <laughs> I, really looks like they're playing in an in, in a a fucking at the fucking skate zone like this like an away team yeah an away team look fucking locker room a high school I away what team the other rooms room. within it look like but no but you're right it, it, do, it looks look like, like a fucking legit fucking <laughs> NHL professional big boy locker room, and I love it. I liked how they had all these. It's equipment. funny they had the goalie pads like stacked up. It's a nice shot. I didn't, I didn't even notice I, that. You didn't see that? No, I just saw the room look cool. But it I was really nice. I was laughing about it because last year, um, like for a whole month, people were chirping the Calgary Flames for their locker room for their small locker room, and I was like, oh shit, the I Flyers are even worse. <laughs> I, I, yeah, like nobody was talking about ours because I think we we're so bad that nobody really cared. <laughs> yeah, so. ours like is I'm looking at the Calgary's now. Ours was equivalent, if not worse. Even, yeah. But the Calgary one also has the logo on the on the ceiling. But they, <laughs> the Calgary one's so, actually pretty sad looking. <laughs> uh, yeah, ours was bad too. These, these locker rooms suck. <laughs> I think everyone else is pretty good though. Yeah. I know it's crazy that like a premier team like the Flyers, well, except the Carousel, that Coyotes, especially when the team, the owners of the team own the rink. Yep, you think they would want to reward the players in some fashion? I don't know. Yeah, it, it was it. Would, I for me as a fan, I can't imagine how the players <clears> felt because <throat> there were def one. There one hundred percent were away rank locker rooms that were nicer than their home locker room. They they get the Flyers get treated so well though that the locker room they're probably like ah whatever with it. Yeah, I know, but imagine like a guy who just left the team and is now looking at the new locker room being like, fuck dude, I had to play yeah, in yeah. that shitty locker Drew's room. For 10 like, years. Drew's like, I played there for 15 years in that fucking shitty locker room. And the second <laughs> they trade me, they do it up real nice. Real quick, while we're still in game, I, I think we're done on the locker room talk, but Drew is pretty feisty in that in that Ottawa matchup. He was against going, us. He was, yeah, he was going at some guys. He fucking oh. he, he got a he got a couple penalties. He he uh, grabbed York's stick and threw it onto the Ottawa bench and got a penalty for that. And he looked pretty <laughs> pissed com- while he was doing it. He's uh, competitive, and I think playing against yeah. his former team brings yeah. it out of him. Yeah. For sure. did, did he record a point in that game? He got two points. Two points, yeah. no goals. Right? Two assists. Okay. Yeah. I fucking love him. Yep. So you what do you say? I said I fucking love him so much. Oh yeah, me too. I I I don't know if I've said this much, but like there's people even within like the high and wide network and then like in Fire's Twitter overall that like just don't like Drew. And I'm just like, 
why it's it's ridiculous what what did he ever do except be fucking incredible all the time i don't get it (laughs) i don't get the negativity towards the dude that carried the team on his back for 15 years but whatever yeah major point to what keith just said with almost no help no help nope brutal um all right uh i got one thing that i want to talk about before we wrap things up here i want to talk about the new nhl video game because i don't really have an outlet other than this podcast or i guess twitter to talk about this stuff and alex i don't know if you have played yet coots i know you're poor and don't have the new xbox yet whoa dude (laughs) i'm working class i'm for the people of philly all right for the people of philly i just ticked off some people some listeners um I'm getting a race soon. The game is it's awesome. It's a the game is fun. It's okay. It's definitely better than the past. But my biggest gripe with it is the controls. So I the love team. the new hitting controls. I think it makes more sense that you have to go out of your way to hit someone. You can't just like level someone every two seconds. They're, they're a little overpowered, but yeah. Yeah, the hip checks are overpowered. I'll say that. Sure. Yeah, I saw um, that. But the 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 other controls, like Z, you know this oh, because you fucking cool. make fun of me every time we play. It, it's the reverse hit, like the the right analog stick. Which for people that don't play, the right analog stick is the stick you use to basically stick handle, pretend like Deke you're playing ho- ice hockey. D can shoot, but if you like, I think if you press it in, or if you just press it up, I think I don't know which one it is. I think it might be press in, but I think sometimes it just does it. Just cause it's so it, it's also based off if there is a uh a player there. defenseman near you. If there's a player on the other team near you, if you mm. I think it's just hitting it up, dude. I think it's just up. You do yeah. a reverse hit animation instead of a shot, even though you have the puck on your stick. And, yeah. and DG does it on every goddamn two on one. Well, it's fucking whatever. It's fuck it's fucking ridiculous because in it's years past, like that's it's like you do the quick like backhand forehand to like shoot it. But instead of shooting it, my guy just does this reverse hit and I and lose the, the puck, puck every it's single wild. time. And I'm like, how am I supposed to deke going in on the goalie if I'm just going to do that every time? I've had to like, pl- I, ha- I literally changed the way I play the game because I just can't do it anymore. I, I get made fun of every single time. Dude, you're, I have, to try, I have to try this Cooch, you're going to hate it. So there's a new, they got rid of the hybrid. I think. Well, they just announced that they're adding it back, but they got rid of the hybrid controls, which were like the old school, like A is I never shoot, use B is slap shot. Yeah, so you use yeah. skill stick, right? Dumb. So skill stick is still my preferred way to go, but it is like a disadvantage because they added a new control called total control, where when you're on defense, X is hip check, B is hit, and I forget what A and Y do. Y is still like hold against the boards, and A is A is still um stick lift, stick lift, right? But it's like super overpowered. You can hold B and charge up a hit and just launch yourself at like the player against the boards. If and, you if and you miss, you lose a you, lot of health. You don't use the analog anymore. No, you still use it. You can. Uh, no, no, you can very, try to use it for hitting, it's but it's weak. like a touch. It's like it, it's not. You don't uh, knock the guy over. And if you hold X to hip check, it's not the same as the hip check in previous years. You can literally be having no speed and you can go to hip check. And the guy will just go flying over you, and you basically trip him and like steal the puck. And, and wow. also, if you're using B or X against a player who doesn't have the puck, they don't call interference penalties on you. It, really, it's broken. The other thing is on offense, X is a toe drag shot, B is between the leg shot, A is the one the Forsberg deke, and Y is a 
a Michigan. You can just hold Y behind the net and do a Michigan. Yeah, I saw it's easier. It's so stupid. That's but the part that's But absurd. you can't go backhand, forehand as well anymore? You can. So they, like DJ was saying, they made like the right analog stick also do reverse hit, which they claim okay. it's like an R3, like a click-in. But okay. I don't think it's a click-in because it's, it's happening when I do it. And like when I was playing the old game, I wouldn't just do like a stick, my, lift my skate in the middle of a deke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not clicking the and, stick. I mean, using the right stick to stick, that's like my, that's my bread it's and butter. I don't use stick. the other dekes. I stick handle to like throw yeah, off the defenseman. that's me, me too. And one move that I used to love to do, it's like the hold the puck behind your back, tuck it between your legs to go around the guy. I don't. I don't know how. You to can't do, do that, that anymore. You I don't can't know do how. It between the legs, Deke. It does. It does make sense. And if I want to toe drag, I have to hit X instead of. You can. No, you can still right toe drag. So X will do a toe drag shot. It shoots mm, it out okay. of the way. You can still right, do yeah. regular toe drag, but I mean, what I do. Like... Not good. Uh, what about the Datsu like little drag flip thing? Uh, that's not like a easy button, but I'm pretty sure you can still do it. I just don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can still do it. Were these buttons on every, like, control setting or, like... So, if you do skill stick, skill stick's still the same. It's just that you're at a severe disadvantage because you can't perform those hits or hip checks with skill stick. Skill stick. Uh, right. So, there's, like... And you can't just do a Michigan with skill stick. You, ha- you have to do the old combo, which was, like, LBRB. Like, you had to hold, like, four different buttons in a combo. Yeah, so I've, done just that. Like, I've done it once. You're only. at such a disadvantage because the guy you're playing against, you can tell when they're using the other controls. Uh, because I love of how they're hitting, hits. yeah. Because of how they're hitting and hip checking, and it's just like you have you're forced to play with those controls to not be at a disadvantage. They have to, yeah. they have to fix it or patch it. I'm There's actually, co- I'm completely fine with it if they get rid of the fucking glitch where it reverse hits in the middle of you deking. That's I, all I want. I, I do I hate the fact that <laughs> to to do a Michigan, one of the hardest goals in the NHL, you just have to hold Y down. That's yeah, we've gotten scored on ten times from that move already and it's been like a month of the game because a guy used to post up behind the net and you could just leave him there and just guard like this post you know what i mean but he can yeah. just do a michigan now so easily it's absurd all right i mean i as as much as i think the game is an improvement and they're definitely making strides specifically the controls ridiculous and also some of the like puck possession sometimes you just your guys just don't get the puck. Uh, so there's it's just, new, it's like, always been a problem, but it's so much more apparent in this game. There's new like high pressure where like if you have the puck for like more than a, like 30 seconds in the zone, all all the guys on the all the defensemen just like lose energy, like lose all their and energy. And the goalie and, like, like can, flops around. Yeah. Right? And yeah. the goalie will like <laughs> flop on his side and stay like down. Like this, for, that's not for, even accurate. For six seconds and try to like stack the pads and like hold his glove up. It's that doesn't even happen in real life. Like, oh, it's also, they added uh, glass shattering to to stop the play. It just stops the play if you hit the glass and it shatters. It's ridiculous. It shatters all of the time. All of the time. <laughs> it's so stupid. There was an old I, NHL that used but, to do that a yeah, lot, too. But it's like no one asked you guys to change the fucking controls. Fix all the other broken shit in the game. Yeah. I digress. And the glass shattering, I mean, Z, you mentioned it on Xbox they the other day. They say it in the game, too. So they they say it in the game. If you listen to the announcers, like the, the NHL put in like anti-shatter glass, like five years ago where it just spiders, it doesn't actually like break onto the ice. So they added it just spidering and the whistle going off and stopping play. It's ridiculous. All right. I I wonder how much coding went into that fucking thing. Like probably a lot. (laughs) I'm just waiting for the winter classic to get added back to the video game. 
that, that was my I want that mode. I want that Olympics GM, I want GM connected back so we can all have a team and play against each other a couple days a week. Be more fun. But yeah, I, I had to bring up NHL just because like obviously ZU and I have been complaining off off pod about it. We just I just wanted to voice it a little bit because I'm sick and tired of reverse hitting when I'm on a breakaway. That's all good. You want to play after this? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. That wraps up this episode of Time I Skates. Please like, comment, and follow on Twitter and Instagram at Time I Skates Pod and listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review on Apple and Spotify. I'm Z for DG, for Alex, for Coots. We'll see you guys next time.